Welcome to Landwards, the podcast for the land-based engineering community, brought to you by the Institution of Agricultural Engineers. Now, I'm your host, Andy Newbold, and I'm joined today by Ed Hanson, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Institution, and Graham Higginson, who is a Senior Lecturer at Harper Adams University. Um, Gentlemen, firstly, welcome, and thank you for joining me today. Hello, Ed. Hello, Andy. Thank you for inviting me to speak. You're very welcome. And good good afternoon, Graham. Welcome. Good afternoon, Ed and Andy. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, contribute. You're very welcome. Now, at this stage, I am going to do what we will call the um, air hostess routine to say that we have no fire alarms planned during this recording today. And also to make it very clear that as a disclaimer, obviously, we are all speaking in our own right rather than as representatives of the organisations we, which we, um, who we work for. So effectively, it is our own views and opinions. Um, right, that's the legal bit over with. Um, we're going to have a chat about career progression within ag engineering today. So first off, I'd just like to kick off with sort of an opening question and let's, let's see what, what we think as a panel. So if you're interested in a career in agricultural engineering, how can you, how can you get a start? Graham. Um, I'd maybe suggest maybe in approaching some local agriculture engineering business experience, maybe uh, through that period at school where you've got to go for some work experience. You never know, that might provide some opportunity to work with that business through maybe an apprenticeship, for example. Um, that might work for you as the further education college route, um, so the likes of Sparshalt, Cornwall College Group, etc., um, they provide full-time courses as well. Um, so go and look at their web pages and, and sales literature, etc. Go for open day, see what they're about. And quite recently, we've had this landbasedengineering.com, a portal supported by LeTech, so the Landbased Engineering Training Education Council, um, so, which is supported by the Institution of Ag Engineers as well. Ed, what about yourself? Um, Yes, just really to add to what Graham was saying, I would suggest that um, certainly getting some sort of academic base is a really good start. Getting either, uh, as Graham said, an apprenticeship or possibly even uh, going on doing A-levels at school and then moving to uh, a university and getting a degree, all very, very good. Um, and the advantage of an academic qualification is that it will, to a certain extent, a reduce the amount of time it takes you to progress in your career. But the nice thing about agricultural engineering, as indeed all engineering, is that you can actually come into it pretty much at, at any time in one's career and also go through a, a stage where you, you get the experience first and then build your academic qualification or your academic knowledge up afterwards. Thank, thanks for that, Ed. Um, and, and, you know, moving on from that, really, you know, the next sort of, you know, you touched on an academic an academic education as a foundation. But, you know, how important, given the various routes into ag engineering, how important is an academic education as a foundation for a career in agricultural engineering? Graham. Um, certainly, if you're initially looking at that product support field service technician engineering role, um, it shows you've got the ability to apply yourself to study in a vocational subject. Um, that might give, hopefully it will give you a, a grounding and an introduction to the fundamentals of machines and technologies that they're using. Um, please remember you won't be a specialist at the end of that two or three year course. Um, but 
yeah, it's it's a good start. Yeah. Ed? Um, abs absolutely, yes. Um, as I said before, an academic qualification is a, is a really good start, um, be it um, uh, perhaps through an apprenticeship or through a degree. Um, but there are all, lots of alternative ways in as well. Um, agricultural engineering is is a broad church. So yeah, you know, I think I think the headline I take I take from that really is that there is no pres no single prescribed or preferred route into ag engineering, but rather you know as a career it it can meet you where you're at and depending on your inclination or your, your chosen method of learning and how you wish to develop your career, you can go about it various ways. Um, looking into sort of aspects of employment, obviously there are there are plenty of organisations who employ agricultural engineers. If you're setting out in your career in ag engineering, what what should you look for in a potential employer, Graham? Um, make sure that they're they're going to be right for you. Uh, they're potentially there for a career plan, some sort of training plan to help you get to where you want to be. Where do you put yourself in that business? Um, you want something there that's going to add value to your personal and professional life. Um, at the end of the day, you're potentially going there for an interview. They'll be checking on whether you will fit them. You need to be just as importantly making sure that the business fits you uh, because it is a two-way um, conversation they're obviously trying to sell themselves and you need, you're also selling yourself to that business as well so it needs to be a mutually beneficial um, conversation that you're looking at Ed, have you anything to add to that um yes i i think um and graham's quite right that the the interview is very much a, a two-way street um and as an agriculture engineer a young enthusiastic agricultural engineer at the start of your career, I would say that you're in a pretty good position, not just now, but sort of generally. You have that engineering background, you have that, that numeracy and that ability to, to see the world in a sort of a sort of systems approach and break down problems to the actual heart of it. So you have that. Um, and the agricultural aspect, obviously, um, people will always need food. So um, you are in, I would argue, you are in a very strong position at the start of your career. Uh, so do pick and choose. Do um, take the time to uh, research the organizations you'd like to look for. And if they're running training programs or graduate training schemes, if you've got a degree, then they are obviously showing you and showing the world that they are keen to invest in you um, rather than just sort of take you on as, a, as an extra um, an extra hand, and I would say that's the sort of thing you should be looking for, something that will really progress your career forward, motor you forward at this very crucial time uh, in, your, in your professional development. Okay, well, thanks for that, Ed. Um, just moving a little bit further down the road in terms of career path, um, let's have a think now about how best can a mid-career engineer progress in, 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 within agricultural engineering? Um, Graham. Uh, probably one of the, those sort of crystal ball questions of where do you see yourself in five or ten years time, which obviously you would get at that interview as well. Um, some people flourish on challenge and change. So you're obviously you're in a well-placed position if you're willing to accept and, and, and take challenge and flourish through that. Um, try and get yourself um, 
some wider thinking, maybe consider professional registration. It might be something that is uh, now able to do, um, probably when you left school, college, university, life generally gets in the way of potentially um, making career progression. Um, but now maybe we've got time, um, mortgages, etc., aren't as burdensome around our necks that we've got time to think about where we want to go, where we want to be, um, and what we can do to try and meet that sort of desire, internal desire in your little plan where you're putting yourself. Um, not forgetting that uh, the Engineering Council registration is very much complemented by the Society of the Environment registration. So the uh, SOCEM registration is just as complementary to engineering through what we probably call metal um, as much as in, in, the, uh, in the environment. And, and from an institutional perspective, Ed? Yes, um, I would suggest that possibly this is the time in one's career where the institution can really add tangible value to your progression um, for all sorts of reasons. It's an opportunity to be, to be networking with your, your like-minded agricultural engineering professionals uh, across, well, across the world, actually, through the institution, but obviously uh, ostensibly uh, perhaps more locally. Um, you've got your academic qualification. You, you, you got that 10, 15, 20 years ago. But of course, learning doesn't stop there. Uh, and again, the institution is there to help facilitate that. If you're, you might be sort of slightly unsure of the direction you could be going, um, the institution can offer you um, short courses, direction to longer courses, paid for courses, um, give you uh, an idea of what else is out there. Um, you might have specialised in sort of technical roles up onto that point and might be wishing to perhaps manoeuvre your career into more managerial side of things. Again, um, talking to the institution, talking to one's fellow members who are perhaps slightly older, been through this particular stage in their career and give you sound advice. That's really where the institution can, can come into its own. And to echo what Graham was saying, registration, particularly um, a chartered level, if you've got academic obligations, be it engineer or environmentalist, it's an incredibly powerful professional qualification that adds status to, to you and, and your, your, your business card. And it's an international qualification that you can quite literally take around the world with you and will gain or give you that sort of credibility, whether you are um, working in agriculture engineering in this country or, or on the other side of the globe. No, I'd agree with that 100%. Thank you for that, Ed. Um, kind of, you know, we just let's bear in mind that it, it's the end of April 2020 and we are we are conducting this discussion via via GoToMeeting. So we are virtually um, in each other's offices at the moment and, and uh, we're all um, socially distancing in our respective homes. So, you know, in the current lockdown situation, what career planning advice would you have for agricultural engineers, whether or not you're still working or whether or, or indeed furloughed? I'll start with you, Graham. Um, well, I'll start with the people who are furloughed. We need to remember that... Um self-study or, or study is is one of those activities that is widely acceptable under the furlough scheme um, building on that obviously we've now got some time resource to reflect on our career to date 
um, maybe consider applying for that professional registration that we've uh, been talking about, be that incorporated engineer or eng uh, chartered engineer. Um, say we may now have that sort of been resisting that due to the pressures of work and now might be time for that part of that planning process for our next stage of our career as well um, to build on to that. It could be a time to uh, maybe diarise some CPD that we've been undertaking in the last couple of three years and formalise that to support that application um, for registration or even those of us that are registered and are furloughed, it will keep our diaries up to date, our CPD diaries up to date for if we're asked for um, audit for our CPD activities for the last two or three years as well. Um, some of those courses, certainly there's a lot of free courses online now coming in relationship to the Open University and others too um, for online learning sort of. For those of us that have been involved heavily in sort of the technical aspect of, of the business, we can now maybe start to look at where we'll see our progression of our careers and maybe think about some of that management of people and, and projects, et cetera, that maybe we're missing to fill that skills gap for uh, those essential skills that they look for in people looking to progress through to management. Um, we also um, keep in contact with our professional networks and our professional contacts as well. So. Um, keep abreast of what's going on in the industry. Personally, I follow quite a few people on the social medias and seeing some of the work that they're up to allows me to um, keep some of my um, knowledge up to date. Certainly my role in the senior lecturer role of agricultural engineering is looking at some of the, the machinery, etc., that they're uh, happily showing us leaving their yards on lorries. Yeah, so so furlough or still working that there's plenty of opportunity to, to, to yeah on your career yeah and for maybe those who are still working um we'll get time in the future i hope where we can perhaps reflect on our role as as a key worker keeping the country running um maybe at the moment we're a technician member and we maybe we can maybe um take that forward for other registration or uh, membership classes of the institution to show our professionalism and commitment to the industry. You've hit on a good point there, Graham, though, about reflection. And, and I think, you know, given that we, we're finding that we're, we're in a period where we have to work in different ways or we have to be in our work in different ways at the moment, that that, that pressing the pause button and the opportunity to think about your career um, is, is no bad thing. And, and Ed, I, I guess you've got a perspective on that as well, given given the situation we find ourselves in. Well, yes. I mean, obviously, this is an unprecedented situation and, and, and awful, you know, when you take sort of the, the global view. But for um, agricultural engineers, whether they be on furlough or, or still working, I think it is actually an opportunity. It's certainly, a, 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 we, sh we should see it as an opportunity if we are on furlough, as Graham has quite rightly said, an opportunity to reflect uh, and really just sort of take stock i've got i've come this this far i'm on furlough um this i know this is all happening but i'm also aware that there are a lot of courses um and it's an opportunity possibly to to just readdress one's view of one's own career and take advantage of those courses that are available either through the Open university or indeed through through the institution's own website do look on our website for the courses that we are adding all the time 
uh, and this, the CPD opportunities that are there. If you're at work, if you're still working, chances are you are working incredibly hard. The, the dealers that I've spoken to this week, um, they're talking about um, if they're still working, they're working possibly three times as hard uh, as they would normally. Um, and there, if you like, is an opportunity to, to innovate. Engineers are at heart innovators, bringing in new technology or exploiting existing technology to solve new problems. Here's another opportunity to innovate and really, um, I hesitate to use the phrase, well, to take advantage of this as an opportunity rather than um, just see it as a very unfortunate and unprecedented situation. Thank you for that. Um, just one, I'm, I'm mindful that I've, I've taken quite a lot of your valuable time up to date, gentlemen. So we'll, I think we'll wrap up with a final question and just, you know, pause for thought here. Um, you know, in a nutshell, how can the Institution of Agricultural Engineers help an individual agricultural engineer throughout their career lifetime? Graham. Uh, I see that as um, as registration, as postnomials, um, providing recognition of your professional standing. Um, it might be a case of, um, it might be one of those things that if you're on a job application, it might keep you out of the reject bin. Um, there's also opportunities to, through our branch meetings and technical events meetings nationally as well, is to see sometimes those like te technologies that are allied to our industry on a daily basis. Um, engineers are quite good. In fact, that a lot of the stuff we do are um, just applications of similar technologies, but in a slightly different shade or a different color or a different package. Um, and it might provide you with that synergy between a technology provider and, the, and yourself looking for a solution. And it could be a chance that there's something there already out there. We just need to find it and get that eureka moment, maybe through the Institution of Ag Engineers. Ed, what about yourself? Um, I, I... I view professional engineering institutions, not just the institution, agricultural engineers, but all, as basically um, they provide three services to their members. Uh, one is the sort of the, the membership body, uh, and it's just an opportunity there for you to meet up with like-minded agricultural engineers from, from different backgrounds, working from different employers, and really have that professional discussion uh, and exchange ideas and exchange um, advice um, just to help each other uh, in this in this world of, of agricultural engineering help each other move forward so there's that side of things there's there's the learned society aspect where if you want to progress yourself if you want to learn more and know more about agricultural engineering then again your professional body or the institution of agricultural engineers can help you with that uh, and then finally, um, as Graham has quite rightly mentioned, there's the, the registration aspect. Through us, through the institution, one can gain registration uh, either with the Engineering Council um, or with um, the Society for the Environment. So, so in terms of, of a career, through career support, um, a professional engineering institution, the Institution of Agricultural Engineers, can help you um, right the way through, different, offering you different things at different times to meet your, your goals at that time in your career. You can, of course, get to those goals without any support from the institution, but it'll be harder and it may 
take longer. So, so I, I like to think that we are a, a bit of a shortcut in terms of career progression. Thank you for that, Ed. And I think from my personal experience, you know, there's a great deal of comfort in being part of a network and a community of like-minded agricultural engineers who've got my best interests at heart. And I've been very grateful for that support over the years. Um, gentlemen, it's been a most most useful exercise working our way through this together thank you very much for your input um you've been joined today by graham higginson from harper adams and ed hansom from the chief executive of the institution of agricultural engineers thank you to both of you thank you very much thank you very much um and you have been listening to landwards the institution of agricultural engineers podcast to support our members through their professional journey Thank you very much. We look forward to being with you. For more information, visit www.iagri.org. You have been listening to Landwards, the podcast for the land-based engineering community, brought to you by the Institution of Agricultural Engineers.